The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. Greetings and welcome to episode two of The Witch Way. I am your hostess, Sorceress Chisholm, and uh, it is June the 24th, 2021. And we are about to have another full moon. This full moon will be in the sign of Capricorn, uh, also known as the sea goat, which is the magical animal associated with this sign. And this particular full moon is ruled by Saturn, the planet Saturn, Saturn being the ruler of Capricorn. So we're probably feeling old father time a little bit right now. I know I am. Anyway, so I have a packed show for you today, Witchlings. It's um, fantastic to have uh, some guests contribute to this month's Witch Way spellcast. I have an interview with uh, Julia Machetti of the Lonely Harps Club. And she and I sat down, well, we had a Zoom sit-down chat, (laughs) and um, so I'll be playing that for you later. And also, I have uh, some poems from my good friend Zoria Petkoska, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. She uh, actually made some poems for the full moon eclipse last month, so I will be playing some of those as well. I think first and foremost, I just want to give you a little astro update uh, as it is a full moon and uh, all the feels, all the feels. We just came out of a pretty wild Mercury retrograde roller coaster. I know I was feeling a little bit like I want to get off the ride, please. (laughs) Perhaps some of you out there were feeling the same. Anyway, it's all good and I'm very happy to be back uh, doing the spell cast again, round two. So yeah, astrologically speaking, um, we've got a full moon tomorrow night. Well, tonight, Thursday, Friday, depending on where you are on the planet. And um, yeah, Capricorn is the sign of uh, stability and earth and grounding and and making plans and business and yeah, getting down to business is a very solid sign. And I think it'll help us ground after all the wacky Mercury retrograde, Mercury jerks, as I like to call them. And so, yeah, it will hopefully help us to ground a lot of the lessons that we've learned over the Mercury retrograde period, which finished up on June 22nd, but we're still not quite out of the woods yet. It's still kind of like, okay, okay, we're just bringing this into land kind of thing. So It's important to focus on the things we can do, what we have, what we do, what skills we have learned. I think this is what I feel like is coming down from the mountain, which is a very Capricorn symbol as well. We're going up the mountain and we're like seeking new ways of um, being in the world. So yeah, um, I think it's a good time to start making some plans, putting down some groundwork, that kind of stuff. Um, Let's see what's on the tarot. Let's pull a tarot card for the month. The Queen of Swords was last month's tarot card, and actually that quite helped quite a lot (laughs) 
when things were getting out of control, spinning out of control. So let's see, what's the card for the month for the Witch Way listeners? So, yeah, what do we need to know this month? Okay. Pulling a card now from the Rider Waite. I do have other decks. I should probably use my other decks on uh, on the spell cast. At the moment, the Rider Waite is pretty standard and helpful. Okay, here we go. This is the card I've chosen. Or that has been chosen. Okay. Yeah, this is an issue of stability and also awareness of what one has and being very grateful for what one has. Because sometimes things do, yeah, they can go amiss. Okay, so the Five of Pentacles depicts two people walking in the snow and one of them is injured. One of them is walking with a cane, hobbling with a cane. The other one who's walking ahead has a very thin shawl about her, I think. Anyway, the gender is not easy to depict so much, but they're standing they're outside a church window and five of pentacles is like a stained glass window. And so there is help available. It's there. It's all, all we need to do is ask, you know, great spirit provides for us. Should we need it? You know, we're out in the cold. We're feeling like when's this pandemic going to be over, you know, <laughs> the status. So it's kind of a hard card, I think, this one. I've never liked the Five of Pentacles, but I see how it can be very helpful to remind yourself that there is a way out and you have to keep the faith. So that's my take. All right. I think it's time to listen to some music now. Let's 
Happy to introduce my very first guest for the Which Way Spellcast. Uh, her name is Julia Machetti. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Julia. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Julia has a project called the Lonely Harps, Lonely Harps Club, yes. I should say and uh, she recently put out her debut album for this particular project am i right yes uh the lonely hops club's debut album long game came out on the 14th of may so it's still pretty new yay congratulations yay. <laughs> thank you that's great how's it all going so far how do you feel about the the release well, obviously, so um, I know you guys have a bit more relaxation with uh, COVID restrictions in Japan, but I live in the UK and on the 14th of May, we were still in not quite lockdown, but, you know, live gigs were, were not a thing. It's actually open. It's opening up a bit right now. So I did the entire release in the pandemic, which, you know, is not ideal, especially for, you know, a smaller artist like me, you know, performing live is a really good way to gain traction. And also I just, I just love performing live. So it was, I had to think about ways to make the release interesting um, without live gigs. Um, so it, it was a challenge, um, but I think because I couldn't perform live, I put more effort into, you know, music videos. I did uh, a live stream gig, stuff like that. So it, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, um, but it was a lot of fun and it, it quite, felt quite special. And mostly the reaction has been uh, really positive. And now I'm looking forward to being able to actually perform it soon so that's exciting that's wonderful that's great so tell us a bit about the music that you play on the record so um yeah so i have uh been playing the harp uh, for quite a while now and before this album i released uh, two eps under my own name and that was independent and then i was signed to a label shortly before i left japan because I, as you know, I, I lived in Tokyo uh, until about two years ago and we had a lot of fun times. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was signed just after I left Japan. Mm -hmm. And during a very transitional time in my life and I was writing writing this music and I wanted to mark kind of a shift because my two EPs I released before were kind of um, more acoustic-y the second one especially was very folk pop whereas this one uh, was with my label and uh, you know there was other people involved helping me with uh, the arrangements and um, it was more pop and I felt things were changing and I, I wanted to give it a name, The Lonely Harps Club, uh, as opposed to just uh, performing under my own name. Um, so yeah. Very catchy and, name, by the way. Thank you. 
So what was the creation process like for the album Long Game? So how like how did how long did it take to put it together? So I mean in one sense I have one song on there which is like oh god like 8 years old or something. Um but most of the songs were written in 2019. Um I had received an offer from a label to get signed and they asked and they asked me to show what original songs I had so far and I had you know three or four and then they were just like well we, we need you to write 10 more mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I'm but it was good because I'm very much someone who is uh motivated when there are you know deadlines or you know especially something social and someone to work with so I wrote um most of the songs and recorded them really roughly um as as demos in uh the first half of 2019 which coincidentally was the time I was leaving Japan I left Japan in May uh May 2019 and if you listen to the album it's it's not um coincidentally because I think it really did the kind of manicness of packing and uh you know leaving stuff behind had a lot of impact on my musicianship but yeah some of the songs that you're hearing i recorded those demos like the day i was supposed to go to the qax show and um give my residence residence card and it was 6am and i was surrounded by boxes but have those, to get this done. for those who don't know what a qax show is it's a it's a Sorry, council yes. office where you have to in japan where you have to register your name and all of that stuff. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was basically like, you know, giving in my residence card and my my visa um to, you know, say goodbye to my life in Japan. And so it, it was quite manic. And then I I got home to the UK and very shortly after, I think I arrived home in the UK in May and then in July August kind of time my label is based in Italy so I got packed up my harp and I drove over and uh, I recorded everything um and uh, all all these songs and some of them you know I'd never played them before I I'd written them you know very very shortly beforehand and I had this really intense but great um three weeks I think it was maybe slightly less in a studio in rural Italy uh near Ferrara and uh I recorded the harp and the vocals and then um the wonderful people um at my label Carlo Bellotti and Riccardo Daga over the next year they they worked on arrangements and then I also had my input and uh, we kind of just discussed via Skype and Dropbox sharing things mm-hmm. and uh eventually it was time it was ready to be released but um before it uh it could be released I, I wanted to go to Italy and you know make some edits um to the, the almost finished arrangements but I couldn't because it was a pandemic mm. so uh we had to wait and I finally there was kind of a lull in restriction so I finally went over and had a very safe masked up trip to Italy in October 2020 wow. and um and then we we finished the arrangements then uh, it was mixed and mastered and mm-hmm. uh, here we are wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and that's also, amazing thank you yeah it's been so one of the reasons the album is called long game is because it has been a long game <laughs> you know so it took about two years 
I would say so. Yes, it would have been if it wasn't for the pandemic, it would have been less. But I still think the process from start to finish, it would still have been about, you know, 18 months, Mm -hmm. um, even without the pandemic. So it takes a while. It takes a while, I think. Mm. Who did you work with? Who did you collaborate Uh, with? So um, my label manager, he's called Carlo Bellotti. He had um, uh, a big hand in the arrangements. And uh, the guy I recorded with is uh, Ricardo Daga. He runs this really amazing studio near Ferrara called um, Titans Lab Studio, which Mm -hmm. is a fantastic name. And I know we've got magic and mythology themes, (laughs) so Titans Lab. And... Yeah, he also had a hand in the arrangements as well. I also, one of my songs, Dilettante, is uh, co-written by my partner, Arthur Reggie Morris. And he also plays instruments uh, most uh, on a few of the tracks. So he plays keys, uh, viola, and one track, shamisen as well. So I think that was another reason I wanted it to be the Lonely Harps Club, because my EPs before was just me. And... With this album, it, it is my album. I wrote every song bar that one that I co-wrote with Arthur. Um, and, and you know, I had the, the final say on everything, but a, lo- a lot of other people were involved, you know? So I felt like I didn't want it to just be Julia Machetti because I felt that would be dishonoring their contribution in a way. So we're all in the Lonely Hearts Club, I guess. <laughs> well, let's hear a song from the album, shall we? Into my reality, my demons are 
Neuschmerz? <laughs> Neuschmerz. Neuschmerz. Oh my goodness. What is Neuschmerz? What is that song about? Well, the title is me being very naughty because it's a fake German word. And, you know, I have secondary school German. So <laughs> what right do I have? But, you know, I asked a few German speakers. So basically you may have heard which i think it's also actually a fake german word but it's one you know in the vernacular you may have heard uh the german term outschmerz which translates as old pain mm -hmm. and it's basically like when you are sick of the same old pain the same old worries the same old insecurities dysfunctionalities so The inspiration for Neuschmerz is me turning this word Ausschmerz on its head, saying if we have Ausschmerz, we can have Neuschmerz too. Which is like new pain? Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's not a real gem. I mean, Neu and Schmerz is new, Schmerz. new pain, mm -hmm. but it's... It, It's not a real German <laughs> word. So far, I haven't had a German speaker go, how dare you? Okay. But <laughs> it's probably going to happen. <laughs> But there you go. I like playing with language, as you can probably tell from yeah. some of my own as well. That's great. That's clever. I like that. Yeah, I love the um, arrangement on this one. It was very deliciously, like lots of minor keys and it was really uh, lush. So, yeah, great. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I... 
I um I really have to give so the the harp arrangement is obviously is very I, it's a song that I think functions just harp and vocals but also it's so much more on this recording as well like the harp arrangement is quite chromatic but I have to give credit to Carlo Bellotti um my label manager because he had a big hand in this arrangement and uh, he's uh, he he loves trip hop and I think you can really hear that influence here. And that made me so happy uh, with what he did with it because, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to go that far trip hop. Um, but you know, I love Portishead. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. um, so thank you, Carlo, if you're listening. Uh, I think Neuschmutz is one of my favorite creative contributions from Carlo on the album. So thank you, Carlo. So what what kinds of themes do you explore on this record? So I think quite a lot. I think it is very much a transitional record. It's kind of a growing pains kind of record. There's a lot of like destruction in it, but I think hope and rebirth as well. Um, also, I mean, there is quite a lot of anger. Like some songs are, maybe it doesn't come across, but some songs are for me, of uh, I think a healthy way of you know being cathartic about some anger and kind of turning it into something beautiful. I think there's also themes of of distance as well. Um, I, I it's been called a Japan-based album or a Japan-inspired album, and. I mean, I, I'm, I, again, it's in the beholder. So if someone reads them that way, I, I'm totally happy with that. But I don't like, personally, I don't consider it a Japan-inspired album. I think three or four tracks have, have you know, overt Japan references. But at the same time, it was written when I was leaving Japan and I was kind of trying to make sense of the past four years of my life and wondering what was happen, happening next. So in that way, I guess transitions uh for me that transition was from living in japan to living in the uk but i'm hoping that um you know anyone going through any transition might find some comfort in in some of the songs i noticed one of the songs on your album is called magical girls and i wanted to ask you a little bit about that song and um yeah, what, what, what's the inspiration for that song? So what Magical Girls is about thematically, I don't like to pin it down too much because I don't like to dictate to the T what my songs are about because I like people to have their own interpretations because I think that's really cool. Sure. But um, I, I will say about Magical Girls that it, it it is a song about growth, but painful growth, growing pains. And it's kind of like sometimes in life you might have an ideal uh, when you're very young um, and you're kind of quite naive about this ideal and, and, and you love it. And then as I think often happens, you know, you, you get a bit older and you turn away, you say, oh, I hate this, this is terrible, this was the worst. But then as you get a bit older still, sometimes you turn back to this, the same first ideal you had, with new eyes and and you kind of you have this new relationship with it so and 
and I've, I've found as I get older, I have this pattern with ideals, with people, um, this, this, you know, naive kind of drawn to it, then turning away and then turning back, but in, in a different way. And Magical Girls kind of explores that growth, essentially.
listening to the Which Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm, and I have been speaking with Julia Machetti about her new album, uh, Long Game. Um, her project is called The Lonely Harps Club, and we've had a lovely chat today um, and had a listen to some of the tracks on the album. And I hope everyone will go out there and check it out. Julia, where can we find your music? So uh, it's all on the usual uh, suspects. So um, Spotify, suspects. yes, <laughs> Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Music. Um, also, you can uh, not right now, but by the time this is released, you will be able to get physical CDs as well. So for that, uh, please check out uh, the project website lonelyharpsclub.com and then social media facebook and twitter at the lonely harps club uh it's on the audio cd is on Bandcamp as well so um yeah the the usual suspects essentially and and thank you so much this thank has been you. super super fun yeah i'm gonna ask you one final question and I'm going right. to be asking all my guests this question at the end of the interview. So Ooh. heads up <laughs> if I ask you to be on my show, this is the question you'll get. So what, uh, what does magic mean to you, Julia? I think for me, magic is a way of looking at the world. It's a way of finding meaning and beauty in small things it's a way of thinking as well. It's, you don't always have a choice about what happens to you, but you can choose to see the magic around you in whatever situation you find yourself. And you can also choose to be drawn towards and to seek out the things that make you feel magical and make you feel meaningful and make you feel alive. So that is quite vague, but I don't think magic is something that can be pinned down. So that is my answer. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. Good luck with everything. You are very welcome. This has been super fun and I can't wait to see all the other guests you have on your podcast. Thank you so much. The Luna Ludens doesn't care for the loonies who long to look at her. Luda oluja vinovna mesečina. Sita sme ludi. So we just heard two haiku poems from Zoria Petkoska, one in English and one in her mother tongue of Macedonian, inspired by the super blood moon eclipse that was last month. Unfortunately, we couldn't see it from Tokyo, it being too cloudy. It was hidden behind the clouds all the time, so she says that the poems reflected that. So she ate moon cookies round and yellow, and uh, she read tarot cards instead. Uh, she says here that the reference to Luna Ludens refers to Homo Ludens, the theory that a human being is a playful thing, and hence the Luna Ludens doesn't care for the loonies who long to look at her. So, yes, it's about basically the moon can't be blamed. 
We can't be angry that she didn't decide to show herself. We are not entitled to seeing it. We humans aren't the centre of the universe. It was a powerful eclipse, to be sure. And I'm sure tomorrow night's full moon in Capricorn will also be powerful. So stay strong, my friends, and give yourself some good parenting. This full moon is also my advice. And I look forward to speaking with you again on the next Witch Way Spellcast. Take care. The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm.